Welcome to Aberdeen. Yeah. Here we are. Yeah. At the yeah. HQ. Yeah. It's quite noisy in this lobby, isn't it? And mm. but again, the last podcast we did was a live podcast, um, and it bewildered us a little bit, David, mm. didn't it? Because we didn't. We're not very good at dealing with actual human interaction, apart from each other. Apart from each other. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and once again, I'm feeling slightly nervous. But I'm on edge. I'll be, I'll be honest, Pete. I'm absolutely on edge. You're Pete's on edge for. <laughs> oh yeah. Kind of like, You've had to there's turn so many people we could potentially know. Yeah. And it's yeah because our podcast, I feel it's a bit of a persona, your podcast character almost. Yeah. That you it's, have. Yeah. And it's. Yeah. It's you and the podcast when you're recording it, and it's great, and yeah. it's fun. But and you can just slip straight into the zone, and it doesn't matter. And it's f- yeah, you're now sealed from the world. Yeah, now we're like everyone can see, and it's we're open yeah. to scrutiny. Yeah, potentially. Yeah, people thinking, why? What are they doing? You know, is that and actually, why are they so excited? Yeah. Well, we should just say um, we're in the lobby of race headquarters at the yes. beginning of the tour of Britain. I should just make that clear. It's the eve of the race. Team, you're here, Pete, because very soon. You're going to be called into the DS meeting. Yeah. <laughs> the doors will shut. Ned's right? so excited about yeah. this. The doors will shut and, and David and I will be excluded from that meeting. I know, it's so strange, isn't so, it? So you've kind of like, you're the other side of the barriers and we're feeling... Well, we're kind of almost schlooging Pete. We're schlooging Pete. he's now kind of on Schlugable. the other side. Maybe this is why I feel uncomfortable, actually. Because I'm not here at the race with you guys doing <laughs> the, that job. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm, so I'm a bit... I don't know what what should I be protecting what I say to you and, and Ned. Well, it's almost like are you going to be you know? As well. yeah. It's really bizarre. You're in a difficult place. Yeah. yeah what are. if I start asking you difficult questions about this tr- Trinity? How are you going to deal with that, for example? I know. Without getting into trouble. With I the can't. Hierarchy? I have to be professional. I, I can't, can't be probing and difficult honest questions. and open and laughable. Yeah. <laughs> I have to be serious and down to the point and straight to it. Yeah. yeah you're a leader. Yeah, I am. Yeah. A leader of men. Yeah. 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 So Young men. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, what should we say about the race? Should we talk about oh, the race? Let's talk about the race. about the race. You leafed through the race manual, which was um, pretty unprecedented. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's taking so long for lunchtime. I was like, oh yeah, we'll have a look yeah. actually. What's that you've got there, Ned? Well, it's so a race I, manual <laughs> of the Tour of Britain. Maybe that's oh. what threw me off when I seen you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why is David looking at the race uh, manual? What's, what's different here? <laughs> oh. <laughs> but the profiles look terrifying. But then yeah. you actually dig a little bit deeper into it. That's classic Tour of Britain race manual. Is it? So yeah. They do that. They kind of paint They exaggerate the, the, what is it, the X or Y um, yes, axis. Yeah. Mm. It gets quite scrunched, Squashed, doesn't it? Yeah. So I guess if you're not familiar with the race, Pete, you'll have looked through the race manual. You're a yeah, DS. You'll detail. go, what is Ooh. that? Yeah. And then it turns out it's a 1.5 kilometer climb at 2.9%. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which is quite Then on the flip standard. side on stage, I should know this, but I'm thinking stage two, there's a yeah, one point something kilometer climb at 12%, you know? Yeah. So... Yeah. There are things. There are there are things and there are places where there the race can go off. Yeah. But you are right in terms of yeah, the the mountaintop finishes. It's nine point two kilometers at two point nine percent. Yes. T- tomorrow, Sunday. Yes. Yeah. To, to so take the race up to. So the is that UK's a sprint finish or? Yeah. Well, here, here, yeah. here's the thing, Pete. Hunger Games. So cycling news. Cycling News asked me to do a little preview of the Tour of Britain and dig out five favourites. Did you see it? No. I had to. <laughs> <laughs> for a bit of Once intel. again, supportive <laughs> as ever of all our separate endeavours. But anyway, <laughs> but I had to. Um, when I found out, when I got up to Aberdeen, I had to then uh, contact Cycling News and say, "Can I just um, rewrite the first paragraph?" Because I thought so. The first stage finishes at Glenshee Ski Station, right? Which straight away for all cycling fans triggers all sorts of associations, doesn't it? Aha, ski resort, Alpe d'Huez. You know, this is going to be a monster climb. Interesting that they put that as stage one. It's got a huge time gaps. GC done effectively, and, and, <laughs> yeah, and seven yeah, more stages to go. You know, kind of that like that makes no sense. That makes very little sense. 
but I so I wrote about that. You know, it's like there's a bit of a risk for the tour of Britain with <laughs> stage one being essentially the Queen stage with the summit finish. <laughs> then I got here, found out from Andy Hawes, who is the race director. Nah, it's a drag to the line. And it's a kind of big road up to it, isn't it? Just big straight, A road. Big straight It's like up fake the news, isn't it? It's a bit fake news. <laughs> yeah. The ski centre is a complete red herring. So it does, it is a nine kilometre climb, but he said the average gradient is 2.9%. Mm -hmm. And the first six kilometres of that climb, it's probably 1%. Yeah. Oh, right. I mean, so, barely yeah. qualifies yeah. to be. Yeah. Qualified. Last 3K, it's kind of like Classified. a little, little, mm. little, little yeah. steeper. <laughs> yeah, it stays together probably tomorrow. Mostly. Yeah, mostly. Mostly, normally, yeah. Yeah. normally it stays together. <laughs> you drive on the front, get to the line, but be prepared to kick at the line. Huh? A big, it'll be a reduced group. Some be guys will struggle a bit, I think. Also with the wind. Yeah, you can gain everything, but also lose everything at tomorrow. Eh? Yeah. Uh, but there is wind there tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. We, we know there's wind tomorrow, actually. I was we? thinking about that. You know that phrase that we all use in commentary? It's because it's a cliche. Today, hey, Richie Port. Richie. Hey, Richie. Come over here. How you doing? All right, mate. Richie How Paul. Are you? Good yeah. to see you. Say hello. Grab a microphone. And shortly after that, in true Never Strays Far fashion, Richie Port began to speak into a microphone that was not switched on. It took us five or ten minutes time to realise that the microphone wasn't switched on, by which time Richie Port's fascinating and elucidating interview had already elapsed and will now never be heard. Richie then departed and shortly thereafter, with Sun God's talented Irishman, Rory Townsend came across the lobby and he too talked into a microphone that was not switched on until, however, David realised that the microphone needed to be switched on and we picked up the interview. We had a bit of a problem there with, uh, with the microphone, but... Rory Townsend's come to join us. Rory, yes. I'm going to ask you a load of the questions before we have the technical problem. Okay, let me just try and remember what I've uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, How are the legs? Great. great. Yeah, you're in good nick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, feeling really good. Um, obviously, a lot of our season is sort of geared towards um, Tour Britain as a British, British team, but um, yeah, managed to take a couple of wins in Belgium last week. Um, and yeah, as I say, if you can win in Belgium, you can win anywhere. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So ambitions on this race? I mean, like the usual sort of thing, try and get a, get a jersey, get a stage win? I mean, uh, stage win's I hard. definitely a stage win, yeah. yeah. Uh, I took a jersey in 19, I think. Yeah. So since then, it's sort of like, yeah, I've been looking at the stage wins. Um, yeah, I had a, had a good go last year. A couple of, I think, three three top fives, but never quite over line first. And Wout, Wout was getting too greedy. Wout, so. he's quite good, isn't he, Wout Van yeah, it's reasonably yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, he's bu definitely above average. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, no, but um, yeah, definitely. I'd love, I'd love to get stage with that. Definitely be sort of the pinnacle. Yeah. As a, certainly as like a British continental rider, anyway. Yeah, yeah. And the team, how are they going? Like, yeah, great, great, great. We've had a really good year. Um, pretty successful year. Um, doing most of the races out in Holland, Belgium, places like that. And um, morale in the squad's great. Everyone's yeah. Happy to be here. I think we're just looking forward to it. Relishing the opportunity. Brilliant. Yeah. Go well, Rory. Thank All the best. Much. I'm sure we'll see you on the attack. Yeah. yeah. Good luck, mate. Yeah. All right. Excellent. Oh, we got another <laughs> guest straight away. Yeah. <laughs> Look at this. I went chasing after him down the corridor because yeah. he's that much of a legend. He's that much. <laughs> he is the legend. John well, you better Harrison. introduce him then. <laughs> wow. He is the godfather of the <laughs> director sporty, John Herity. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you. Yeah. Good to see you, Good to see you John. Well. Yeah. All looking very, very yeah. well. Yeah. 
Well, really so nice you, to see you. Now, so John, you're back in the um, you know after a long absence, you're back in the GB folds these days, correct, aren't you? Yeah, that's right. Many many years, yeah. you were with you know you were the guy who ran the the famous Rafa Condor team, yeah. and then that came to an end, and you've been slightly kind of like in the in the wilderness to some extent, at two least years, in terms yeah, of racing for yeah. a couple of years. But now you're you're back with GB. Yep, good to be back. I think two years out of the sport it was a good time to be out of it. To be honest, with the all the COVID situation, so yeah, but it's good to be back. Really happy to be back. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. so John, so the listeners understand, for almost a, I'd say, two or three generations of us British riders, a rite of passage was being directed by John, kind of back in the day, wasn't it, Pete? Well, it's my brother's rite of passage as well, wasn't yeah. it? It was, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He now works so for Bahrain. Yeah. Tim Kenyuk. Yeah. yeah. John taught him everything he knows. Yeah, yeah. It's been, it's been good. It's, it, as I say, it's nice to be back, but. The sport's changed, hasn't it, boys? What's happened over two years? <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> two years away, and I can't believe what's happened. It's what's like changed? What's everything. changed? It's suddenly become a middle-class sport. Mm. It's no longer mm. a working-class sport. I'd say it's middle to upper-class now. Mm. Riders completely obsessed with weight and aerodynamics, which is kind of a... I can see the attraction, you know, Formula One and so on. When you look at that, the, that side of the sport, is it's uh, really, really interesting, but... Interestingly, work with London 23 is there's so much information out there that's available to them now with the internet and so on. Um, you know, they're constantly quoting figures at me, and, you know, and I'm saying, boys, great, you know, I understand it, but the day you turn pro, the width of your handlebars will be determined by some guy, you know, a sponsor of that team, and you can you can talk to them until you're blue in the face, but you'll have to use whatever you're given, and it's like. You know, at the moment, you can't even get the basics right. You can't even get down to breakfast on time. So, <laughs> you know, so, so I'm still, yeah, I'm still kind of old school in that, in that, in that respect. Uh, trying to keep their feet on the ground to a certain extent. Um, but you have to move with the times. So that's that's how yeah. it is. I'm gonna. It's more a case of me having to deal with it. I'm for sure Peter's experienced it as well because he's oh, working yeah. with a group of under 23s as well. Pete, you're doing a lot of nodding as if what John's saying is sort of resonates. Well, you almost bit, yeah. stand there, and it takes. It's taken me up to now and I still don't feel 100% comfortable but it's like what can I offer you and then but that confidence grows as you work with them and realize actually quite a lot you've got all this information but you don't necessarily know what to do with it you know what I mean and it's like John just said the basics the fundamentals of cycling and what you need to do they completely forget and, and overlook you know like one tour of Portugal on the rest day they come down and they go have you got a route for the ride I was like, it's an hour and a half, just head out in that direction, turn around after 45 minutes and come back, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's that simple. Yeah. But they, <laughs> for them, it's like everything is with maps and they have a route for everything. Every training ride's planned to the T. Uh, but little things like that. And I think it's good having a bit of old school in there because, well, one, it's more fun. You know what I mean? I think, yeah, I think you give them ownership of some things as well, yeah. you know, it's all very well. I mean, they're the first to sort of complain when you're dictated to, if you don't like something. Mm -hmm. So it's like, hang on a minute, you actually want to be told everything and then the next minute you don't like what you're being told. So I'm a firm believer, I always have been in sort of in, in a sort of the manager meetings before races and so on. It's giving them ownership of the race. At the end of the day, it's their careers. I might have ideas and so on, but I'd much prefer them to have input into, you know, team tactics, team discussions and so on. If there is a, you know, if there is a problem, you take over. But really, give them ownership of that and then it becomes their plan. Uh, and it's, uh, I think it's a lot easier to deal with that afterwards as well if there's been a, you know, if there's been a problem, in, you know, in a debrief situation afterwards. Yeah. Tell us about some of these riders um, who you've got. So you're obviously with the GB team. You've yeah. got Con Connor Swift is kind of your, 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 yeah, your, your yeah, leader, yeah. your 
you know, your, yeah. your, your main so guy. So it's always, a, for, for GB, I mean, it's, it's primarily, a, you know, certainly the 23s, it's a track program, still is. It's a, it's a track-centric, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, um, approach to the national team, to be honest. So it's, uh, we've got a mix here, though, because we're also, I, I work under Matt Bramier now. Matt Bramier is, is uh, uh, my boss, so to speak. So he's kind of, he's in charge of the, of sort of the senior pros as well. So it's very, very important to him that, he doesn't just leave them for three years and then come Olympic year, say, hi, boys, I'm your mate again, you know, come and, come and win us some medals sort of thing. So he's constantly trying to uh, stay in contact with them in any positive way that he can. And so in Connor's case, it was uh, his preparation for the World Championships wasn't necessarily ideal with his team. So he spoke with Connor to, you know, speak so that Connor could speak to his team. They're in the situation yeah. where they need UCI points. So the argument was, well, if you come here, you've got an extra rider in another event that could potentially win you uh, so UCI points. So he's points. For so GB, but if he gets he, points here, they correct. go to Archaea. Yeah, that's how we understand it, yeah. Oh, so know, um, yeah. so yeah. that, you know, when he goes back to his team, um, you know, that was a, that, they, they saw the logic of that. Initially, yeah. they, were, they didn't want to lose him. But Interesting, yeah. Yeah, but now, now he is. So, yeah. so he's here for twofold. Uh, yeah. For that, also preparation for the, you know, for the world. world championships as yeah. well. Uh, yeah. It's better. And, and as, a, as a rider, he's perfectly suited yeah. to Tour Britain, isn't he? He's I mean, Jake Stewart should have been riding the Vuelta at the moment. Yeah. Uh, he had to pull out. Uh, got a strong team few, job. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he had to pull out partway through because of an illness. So yeah. we managed to get dispensation from the UCI because you're not allowed to start uh, yeah. another yeah. race Unless if you exceptional yeah, circumstances so. so Jake Stewart starts and Sam Watson yeah, Sam, he's is an emerging mega emerging talent, talent potentially yeah, yeah. really really impressed yeah. with that boy Very, he's the real deal you know, I'm, I, I don't know how talented he is but certainly the things that me and Pete uh, and to an extent David as well probably a little bit less so with David actually um, <laughs> oh no what <laughs> savage you're an outlier he's right? definitely like, you, were, you were special <laughs> but, still, uh, he still is special he, uh, yes. <laughs> but in, in Sam's, Sam's case he's uh, he's a real deal he really really wants it and he's doing so, everything right how talented he is we'll have to wait and see but he's had some good results already he is Tom Pidcock's brother essentially isn't yeah, he yeah correct the they, two uh, of them grew up like their, their families right. are very close yeah. he just lives on the same street yeah, yeah, yeah. I think in Leeds yeah. literally yeah. their yeah. neighbours oh, wow. and, and he um, and he finished second in the in the nationals and he's yeah. the under 20 obviously by dint of his age he's by, an under by, 23 yeah, national correct, champ but yeah. you know that a, when Cavendish ripped the race apart Sam was one of very few riders who could live with him yeah yeah yeah, yeah. He's, he's a racer and that's what you know when, when, when me and Pete talk about uh, you know <laughs> in all this age of like numbers and so on they still know how, to, how do you win a bike race you know how, how do you teach someone how to win a bike race so Sam's definitely one of those that has that uh, has that skill already which is, uh, is, is nice to see so. right Tom Peter's just walked past, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. You almost <laughs> went for it, didn't you? I almost. I, I contemplated it, but, you know. <laughs> Too many not, people. Not, you know, we've got John Herity. Yeah, yeah. yeah. John takes priority. <laughs> Surprising. Come on. Fish John Herity. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have ditched have a horse in the bottom. Thank you, John. All right, no problem at all. Good yeah. luck in the race. Yeah. Good yeah. luck in the race. Thank you. Yeah. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers, John. Yeah. Cheers, mate. Um... Well, Who was that? He oh just greeted you halfway through. Bora yeah. Hansgrove. Vikings. Uh, yeah, yeah Bora Hansgrove. Big old tattooed arm just reached big. over. And then, and fist then we just missed uh, Kriato, Michael yeah. Kwiatkowski, and your mate Tom. Yeah. Well, all our mate. It's not just my mate, is it? All our mate Tom. Yeah, Pitt. true. Yeah. 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 Friend of the pod. Yeah, yeah friend of the pod. Yeah. 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 It's Tom, all going Tom, on, isn't Tom it? I just don't know where to... It's bewildering. It's bewildering. Yeah. 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 And we're sorry about the Richie Paul. I've messaged him and told him, so he might come back down. So he might come yeah, back yeah. down. Okay, well, yeah. 
We missed. We missed. Yeah, it. apparently his microphone wasn't working, oh, so there'll be no. a, you know, it yeah. happens. We're no, rogue. Okay. We haven't okay. got a producer. Yeah. You know, but it'd be it'd be nice if uh, Richie could come yeah. back. Yeah. <laughs> see. You're right there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hi. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. I hope the microphone's picked that up. <laughs> Do you want to repeat what he said? <laughs> he said, he said, all right, I will. He said it's a fabulous podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so Pete, what are you, talk us through your, your role on a, on, a, on a race day. What is it like, where does it start? How does it stop? Because <laughs> you've got to be podcasting with us, mate. There's no getting around that eventually. Well. How's it going to work? Well, how, I mean, you're my boss in the podcast, it feels like, and Stanard's the, you know, the head director. So it's, it's me and Stanard arm wrestling for your services. Uh, over the a coming little week. bit, yeah. yeah. Well, um, be so I've got to keep contest. you both happy. Yeah. I've got to you know, find out what, you know, what I'm to do on each individual day. I'm, I'm car two, so if there's a guy on the break, I'll be up behind, I'll be up behind them. Beeping ah, through that's the pelt on, all that, I'll be up there. Yeah. Right. Um, Are you, a Trinity going to put riders in brakes? Is that the idea? Depends. We don't want to just do it for the sake for the of sake doing of it. it. Yeah, if there's um, a purpose. We're quite clear about that, actually, because yeah. we have done in the past. Yeah. But maybe tomorrow. I think if there's a jersey up for grabs, it's worth it. Yeah. Or you see what the, the race is, what's happening on the road. Because you never know in the Tour of Britain. Like, stages have been won from but breakaways. You, have some so random, you can have that one random stage, can't you, where the race do. just nukes. Um, so yeah I, I need to speak to Ian and I need to speak to you to find out how much we're going to be potting <laughs> during the race uh, during the race well uh, oh yeah oh, well every day Pete oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow yeah, yeah. okay yeah yeah. But but if it's feasible because be, yeah. then that will fit into your routine and yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. kind of yeah. You know, I think that'll be easy for you to negotiate with your with, with your colleague yeah, with your colleagues. Yeah. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll see. We'll see. Good advertisement. It might be it? quite late at night, I've got a feeling. Yeah, that's okay. That's time. okay. Yeah. As long as all my jobs are done. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it doesn't affect my work, then I'm all yours. Yeah. Mm. I think it'll only enhance your work because if you've you know, if you've got any tactical questions you want to run by us or if you're uncertain tactically, yeah. David and Some I plans. Can, yeah. That's true. Yeah. can help you can yeah. help you out. Yeah. But it's early starts, isn't it? It's relative the yeah, quite early finishes. The so three thirty it's scheduled to finish. Especially the last stage. Yeah. I think up at five. Leaving at six. Yeah, that's Riders will be on the having way. breakfast on the camper. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Apparently there's a strict order of which team takes which ferry, like, and okay. the order across, and I think the Ineos Grenadiers are on the first one. So that's yeah, it's not well beyond that. Yeah, but that's probably the right one to be on, like the last one, maybe, because you might be waiting around on the Isle of Wight for quite a while for the race to start. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, either way, yeah. you're waiting somewhere, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Yeah. Words of wisdom, yeah. Pete. Yeah. yeah, so it's quite hard to explain, really, other than the fact that I just get up with the riders, make sure everything's organised, packed, ready to go for the race, uh, drive to the start, yep. and then roll out with the race. Yeah. Simple as that. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, it's quite, obviously, Trinity's a small simple, team compared to it likes of Ineos, you know, so we chip in and do yeah. whatever jobs hasn't been done at the end of the day, we'll chip in and do it, whether it's washing cars, helping the bottles make, helping the Swannies make bottles. Yeah. Um, and then we'll work until everyone's everything's finished, and then we'll go and have dinner. Team Very spirit. Good. Yeah, yeah, it's good actually. Mm, it's really yeah. good. So update from Richie. He's having a massage, so I have to catch him later in the week. All right. So that golden interview we got here. That was, just was gold. gold. We, try, we could try and recreate it a bit. A little bit. Uh, yeah, a little bit. So uh, the key, the, the 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 key question, Pete, was when I said to him, I said, "So Richie, are you looking forward to finishing racing?" And he went, "Hell yes." <laughs> <laughs> didn't he yeah yeah he did he, he went he was unequivocal mm. in the sense that he uh, is really looking forward to finishing yeah. racing yeah it's done and then the headline was after that yeah is that he's he's, he's going to go on holiday to cornwall for two weeks a couple mm. of weeks yeah with the family be nice and then david and then he's going to go out the rest of the year here 
lives down in Monaco. Yep. Then he's moving back to Tassie. Literally. At the end of the other, year. Other side of the yeah. world. And we won't see him again. We won't see him. And are you going to miss it? Nah. Nah. Nah, mate. Nah, mate. Nah, mate. And he said it's... It was stone cold, wasn't yeah. it? It was just nah. nah. And then you pointed out Matt Goss. Matt Goss. Matt, Matt Goss. Goss, he's from Tasmania. Another yep. great Australian cyclist. Yeah. Uh, he was actually second in the world the year that Cav won in Copenhagen and won Milan yeah. San Remo and other things. Yeah. He moved back to Tassie a few years ago and opened pubs. And he's got pubs in the, the Matt town. Goss has got a couple of pubs in Tasmania. <laughs> yeah, so he's going to be hanging out with the big man in his pubs. I just love that. It's so good, isn't it? I love the idea of Richie Port. Matt Goss just like, sitting, pr- sitting at the end of the bar, the just talking about the old times. <laughs> Jersey's like, on the wall. Massive beer yeah. like that. Year <laughs> no on year, stress. Richie, who there's absolutely no spare fat on Richie Port, no. is there? No. That we've no. just seen today. He looks super yeah. skinny as if he could go, you know, ride up the Stelvio into the mm. pink jersey tomorrow. <laughs> But give it a few years yeah. in Gossie's bar. Yeah. Uh, I, can, yeah. I can see that. Richie just enjoying his life. So he said it, and he's, then he said, for this last week, one of his main priorities is going to be going around apologising to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jockey. Yeah. Steve Jockin, how you going? Yeah. Yeah. Do you yeah. want to come on the pod? Do you want yeah. to come on the pod? Go on, go on then. then. Here we go, Steve Jockin. Steve. Another national St- champ arrives, David. <laughs> yeah. Sit down, mate, if you want. Pocket rocket. Pocket Rocket. Yeah, how are you doing? Yeah. Good to see you. We, we talk a lot about nicknames, riders' nicknames yeah. on this oh, podcast. Because yeah. we're got not, some nicknames, Jockey. Because we are, we think that some of the nicknames are a bit manufactured, a bit phony, that we don't like them, you know, like, who, what's some Nitsolo's nickname? Giacomo Nitsolo. Oh, the, the bison or the, the buffalo? buffalo. The, buff- the buff- bison. bison. Something yeah. like that. Right. It's a bit rubbish, isn't it? Even the shark. The shark's not good. The Palazzotti. But you were... Weren't you? Th- you were yeah, the pocket rocket. Yeah, I meant to say, I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think it was Phil Ligger that actually gave it me. Um, Did he? In commentary. There you go. In that's commentary. a proper nickname. That's what I aspire yeah, yeah. to. That's a nickname. Like, coming, up with a phrase, <laughs> coming up with a phrase in commentary that is so good yeah. that, it, you know, the rider himself takes it on. Yeah, I mean, so there's, there's that many, uh, <laughs> going away from the professional level onto, uh, like, amateur level. When I was, um, when I moved from the Isle of Man to Liverpool, obviously that was the place where all the nicknames were, you know, the helmet yeah. and <laughs> there, there, was, there was all sorts of... Uh, Mental names, um, the shady lady. There was, that was another one. I won't go too far into that one, but, uh, <laughs> but it was um, it was, there was some fantastic names. So uh, bear in mind, I like grew up on the Isle of Man, and from like ten to fifteen, I'd occasionally see Jockey at like a cycling dinner. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I learned so much from Jockey. Brilliant stuff. Steve, what you, just for those who, you know, plenty of our listeners will know exactly who you are. For those who are perhaps hearing your voice for the first time, just remind us which era you were racing in and what, what it was you did. Well, I first started riding a bike in 1973 as, um, as a bit of a, a tormented teenager. You know, I got talked into watching um, <laughs> a good friend of mine, Eddie Cooley, to uh, ride in the 10. I got talked into it. And um, his dad picked me up in, a, in an old uh, Morris Minor van. Brilliant. And um, a friend of mine got in the front quick and Bob, who was the coal man, <laughs> And he said, uh, he said, Jockey, you'll have to get in the back. So I open. He says, Well, be careful. So we opened the back of the van door. There's a sheep in there. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he'd actually, Bob had actually won this uh, straight after work. He went to the pub and he actually won the sheep in the dark. <laughs> So uh, that was... Uh, Welcome to the 1970s, yeah. everybody. So that, so that, good. That, that, was, uh, that was actually the start of my cycling career. I went out and watched the 10, and I got talked into riding a, an event down at uh, hey, the Wait, ball. sorry. He won the sheep in a darts in tournament? In a darts match. That's yeah, so yeah, good. Yeah, oh, yeah. that's brilliant. That, that, that was your first race? That was, your that, that was the first one I watched, the 10 mile time. Oh, the first one you watched. Yeah. And then I, I, I got talked into riding a handicap um, race down at the... 
the bowl, which is now the NSC where Peter started yeah. uh, riding his bike, you know, and that had just got, got hooked on it then, and, yeah. and that was it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, brilliant, brilliant. And you were like, uh, I think I'm like, you were a sprinter, right? Yeah. That was your metier, that was, your, that was what you did. Well, I, get, I, I could finish fast, but also, I, I suppose in a way, I was a little bit of a rule air, really, because I mean, so I won. I won quite a few uh, big hilly races as well. You know, yeah. two of the peaks, Manx International, two of the Cotswolds. Manx International, a big know, race. Um, yeah. Hilly stage of the milk race as well. You know, and yeah. Um, but yeah, I had a had a, a reasonable finish on me. Yeah. And when yeah. did you stop? Like, when did you stop racing? Uh, I stopped racing in 1992. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I just had enough. You had uh, a decent run of it. Then. Yeah. Yeah, it, d- it wasn't too yeah. bad. Yeah. 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 I was pro for ten years, and then, yeah. um, and that yeah. was me done and dusted then. Yeah. Threw me bike in the garage and never wanted to see it again. Common <laughs> <laughs> theme coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, that's and then you know you you lose the love for it. It just becomes um, I don't know. It's it's it's, it's just an ob- it's an obsession. I couldn't just I didn't just ride my bike because I love potting through the lanes and you know skipping through the daisies and things. I went, I rode my bike because um, because I wanted to win bike races at the end of the day. Yeah. And it's uh, it's an addiction, you know. And um, you know, I could talk about this side of it for a long time, you know. But uh, yeah. You know, but uh, yeah, it's 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 good. It's a good. It's a good. It's a good. You know, I've had, I've had some fantastic times doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And have you have you ever managed to sort of in your head solve the, that that amazing question about why the Isle of Man has produced so many? Um, so, I think so basically it's um, it's just that tarmac track that goes that used to go around two football fields that goes around the sports complex now. You know, and. Um, you know, it all started off there when, you know, Jeff Quine and Ron Kill used to spend uh, their spare time on a Saturday morning looking after 20 or 30 yeah. uh, school school children down there racing. And then now it's every Tuesday night, you know, you get like nearly two or 300 kids wow. down Do there. You? I so think f- it's a sense of community that, that that's the key and belonging. So when you're growing up and, you're, you know, most teenagers have got these distractions going on. On the other man, it's like you had such a core group of guys that were your friends, but were also trying to win bike races you never felt like I was missing out because I had such no. a laugh doing what I loved and it's just that sense of community that you don't seem to get in many other parts of the world it's quite a lonely sport mm. yeah. for people yeah. trying to make it yeah yeah. so yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah. and you're still I mean I've seen you at bike races for pr- probably 15 years Steve one yeah. way or another you're still very much associated every time I go to a domestic race you're there in some shape or another I saw you at the Commonwealth Games yeah. didn't I like yeah. Dan, a couple of weeks ago and what do you do on this race? What's your job? Well, I, ra- I drive the uh, race director, uh, Mick Bennett. Mick so Bennett. Um, first car in front of the riders. What's that like? Um, it can be a bit uh, fraught at times, you know. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's it's okay. Yeah. You know, so you enjoy it. You get the same sort of get the same well, nearly the same buzz out of actually doing that job as I did riding my bike. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. yeah it's, it's good. And then, obviously, your business as well. You know, that's associated with um, with, with cycling. You know, I do all the um, do all the provision, custom clothing. Yeah. Twenty sixth year. That's you right. Know. Yeah. You know, so uh, and a lot of corporate wear now as well. So very good. Yeah. So it keeps me busy. Brilliant. Yeah. Mm. Steve, we'll see you on the road. Yeah. Thanks, no problem. Yeah. Thank yeah. you very much. Brilliant. Love Cheers. the story about the sheep. The road, Cheers. Thanks very much. <laughs> yeah. Cheers. So Steve made my uh, first ever. Uh, road bike. Did he? Yeah, it was a Vision. That's what his company was called. Well, I think it's still called it. Yeah, Pro yeah, Vision. But it was a Vision, yeah. yeah. Uh, yellow bike, because Pantani had a yellow bike at the time. Very cool. Uh, yeah, it was Ace. Loved Very it. cool. Campag, some form of Campag group set. Very good. Yeah. It's gone really quiet. Oh, wow. Have you, it's, has a meeting started, Pete? No, it's this. <laughs> <laughs> heart, heart goes uh, that must just be for the people working on the race uh, uh, yeah yeah there's yeah. our meetings yeah. at five 
Yeah, the big one. The big one, yeah. The big one, the important one. Or when, when you're talking, because you have to see if everyone's there, the teams. Yeah. yeah. And Stan Odd will do it because he's the first director, but you, you, <laughs> your team gets called out like Trinity and you have to go, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, and you're like waiting for it to come, you're slightly nervous, like you're in school, you know, when you're doing the register. Yeah. Trinity, and it's like, do I go with like a powerful voice or do I go quite calm? Yeah. Or can you imagine Max's? Yeah, yeah. Hey. 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 <laughs> ciao, ciao. <laughs> One thing, I've got a question for you. Well, so coming from my background in football, you know, I know perfectly well that if Liverpool are playing Manchester United for a day before the match, Liverpool will have been thinking about Manchester United's lineup in great detail and how they're going to beat them. Yeah, player by player, tactic by tactic, move by move, shape for shape. They'll be they'll be obsessing over the way Manchester United are going to line up. What the thing that amazes me about bike racing is you get to a race, and I doubt I doubt a lot of the DS have even looked at the start list no. like, to see who they're who they're up against, who the opposition yeah. It's just so weird, isn't it, that that doesn't really factor into your thinking. You're thinking about looking after your riders, first and foremost, what shape are they and how they're going to mm. approach this. But, you know, that doesn't seem to be relevant. It's really odd. It's, it is. I had a brief look at, yeah. like, the depth and strength of the field. I suppose you know, that's the key thing, isn't it? Yeah. Especially yeah. for a team how, like Trinity. You know, and in terms of, like, who's here and what riders are here, that can then, you can work out how the race is going to be shaped. Yeah. You know, if Pickcock is here to win, then there's a fair chance that they'll control things straight away, you know, and it won't be as open tomorrow yeah. for the breakaway. Because if it gets out of hand, they'll shut it down and control things. So that it's quite, it, it simplifies it if you've got like a leader mm. at the start of a race, doesn't it? Um, with another team. Um, but yeah, you're very focused on your own riders and your objectives and you look at the profiles in detail and talk the riders through it. What's, what, you know, what's to come in the stage and, you know, key, key moments of the stage, really. And that's it. And then it's up to them to race on the road. There's so many variables in cycling, isn't there, that you'd be, the team talk would be four, five hours long if yeah. you went over everything. Yeah. Do you use the phrase, positioning will be critical quite a lot? Uh, no, I, I just, I keep it quite short. I just say, like, I'm quite um, decisive with, like, when to switch on yeah. and when you can relax. So I'd be like, right, now it's time to switch on, guys. Yeah. Full focus for the next 20 kilometres. Yeah. Um, or if it's early in the stage, I'll say this is a key moment. Next 20 kilometres, just make sure you're, you're paying attention, um, and then you can you, you can relax after that. But there's certain parts of the day where yeah, it's vital to obviously be fully focused and paying attention. There's other parts where you can afford to you know switch off a little bit more. Yeah. So will you be second car. Mm. So that means you'll be in the breakaways. Yeah. yeah. Nice. We'll yeah. see you. I know it's great. Make sure you get riders up the road so we can see you. Yeah. I know. I hope so. Yeah. Uh, and also you. I think you've got to you've got to drive up to your rider in the break unnecessarily frequently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to kind of yeah. like get, get a lot of air get time. Get the TV camera yeah. on me and, and make sure you and don't use the radio. Fully yeah. Down, yeah. Like, oh, shouting, yeah. shouting out Mark Mario yeah. style. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do that magnanimous thing as well of DSing. You know, making sure you're offering food to all the other riders in the break because oh, well, yeah. that always gets commented yeah. on, doesn't yeah, it? That's, yeah. nice. that's a nice we move. Can, yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's go full Italian. Yeah, yeah. Got it. Yeah, a lot of um, a lot of flamboyance from the car. That'd be good. Yeah. All right, well, should we wrap it yeah. up? Yeah. All right. I guess so. The ambition is to, um, you know, have our microphone yeah. switched on. Yeah, and well, to, I and am to, so good about, about that. that. Yeah, oh. yeah. I didn't realise this one had a switch on it. Don't worry. We know oh, now. Yeah. It's like all professional. Yeah. It's like what you get at a wedding when yeah. you go up to do your speech. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not on. What? <laughs> Can you hear me? <laughs> is it working? <laughs> um, <laughs> bit of feedback. Yeah, <laughs> feedback. Yeah. 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 They always do that. But we'll get Richie later in the week. And we're going to do an in-depth off that, that little kind of imaginary soupçon yeah. interview we've done. Yeah, I think we barely scratched the surface. Just barely. Yeah. We've now got a lot of stuff yeah. to ask yeah. him. Yeah. Where do you see yourself in 20 years' time, Richie? Nice. 
Yeah, yeah. that would be my first yeah. question, I think. All right. Um, good luck, Peter. Yeah, and then yeah, good luck with all the... Cheers. You know, good luck and you the guys, good luck with, yeah. the, with the commentary. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, Pete. Thank <laughs> you.